Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today, we discuss interesting topic about leadership. I think everyone want to know about uh, this niche. That's why I decided to discuss this topic with an expert in this niche, uh, Yulia Ruska. Am I right? <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Anatoly. I'm really happy to be here. Cool, cool. You know, uh, I follow uh, for a long time on LinkedIn, check out all your posts. Uh, and uh, what uh, I found that you always smile. It's it's small problem for me, you know, because <laughs> it depends on character. Perhaps uh, people, we can divide like uh, introvert and extrovert. Uh, can you tell me more how uh, you choose this discipline and why you teach about leadership? <laughs> um, with leadership, it's really important because I feel like the world needs a lot of guidance. Um, you know, we've been through so many changes, especially during the pandemic. And what we constantly see is in times of struggle and times of challenge, we need strong, powerful leadership. And that's actually the name of my company, Powerful Leaders. And it's interesting because when you look at the definition of a leader, it's any person that leads or commands a group. And so if you think about it, we're all leaders in some way. Uh, okay. Uh, if um, I feel uh, that I'm not a leader, you know, I'm not confident, introvert, can I uh, change uh, my thinking, my mindset, you know, and go to the right direction? Well, you know, not every leader needs to be extroverted, right? <laughs> um, there are some very humble, very quiet leaders, and they lead by example. So there are all types of leadership, and the traits of leaders really are people that are honest, responsible, committed to excellence. You know, they inspire greatness in others. So it's really about being intentional of who you are and how you're showing up in the world each and every day. Mm -hmm. Got it, got it. No, um, I read uh, a little bit about your uh, story uh, that you divorced. And can you tell me more? Uh, <laughs> this event, uh, I don't know, good or not, <laughs> it depends, you know, always, uh, because people are different and it happens. Uh, and uh, um, does it help you or not? Does it help me to be divorced? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, change your style after uh, this event. <laughs> <laughs> um, change your style of leadership. Yes, yes. Is that what you mean? Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll go back to the divorce question. Actually, research shows that happily married people are the most successful because they're the mm -hmm. least distracted. Um, but but the key there is happily. You have to be happily married because if you're unhappily married, those issues distract from your leadership. So. You know, I don't think you need to change your personality to be a leader. It's really about being intentional about who you are, how you're showing up in the world and what you want to create in the world. What's the message that you want to share? And so you can really look at that by creating the vision of the world that you want. And then once you have that vision, it's teaching people to think, it's challenging them, and it's really serving as a role model. Again, in whatever personality type you are, I think we've given a lot of credence to personality types. But when you look at the strong leaders of the world, they're all different types of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Uh, where, uh, um, 
I can start. For example, I want to learn more about leadership. Uh, what I need to do first, you know, uh, or, or perhaps you have some checklist. <laughs> with that. Yeah, I mean, there is a framework, the E6 mm -hmm. leadership framework, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But it's interesting where you need to start is always with the vision the vision of who you are, how you're showing up in the world and what you want to create in the world. So it really is like for you example, what is it when you envision the best version of the world? What does that look like? Hmm. Interesting. Uh, okay, if I uh, <laughs> see <laughs> see myself in this world like uh, I don't know, successful man with uh, um, very strong business, uh, good profit, uh, revenue. Uh, is it right or it's better to think more about happiness? Uh, I don't know, like uh, having uh, positive people around me. There's no right or wrong. That's the brilliance of it, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think what you have to do is look at all the different components of your life, career, relationships, health, and finance, and, and to get clear on your vision for each one of those. And then the greater vision, right? The legacy that you want to leave. And so there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting a very successful career because that successful career leads to financial abundance. And when you're financially abundant, you tend to be happier and you have more freedom to help other people. So it's mm -hmm. really all intertwined, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay, uh, you know, I found on your post that uh, it's interesting humor. Uh, if you have no time, uh, 20 minutes for yoga, then you need to set up uh, an hour. <laughs> Can you tell more about this? You know, it's interesting because, for example, um, Tony Robbins always proclaims about yoga, meditation, you need to do it. Uh, and um, I, I thought a lot about this, that I need to start uh, to find time. But, you know, uh, I'm a busy man. I need to uh, complete a lot of tasks. I have no time, but I think it's not good. You know, it's, it, it takes my mentalship, I don't know, like uh, mentality. <laughs> uh, how to find this time and perhaps to schedule all these tasks? or postpone them? Um, well, you're mentioning a few different things. So let's start with the productivity and the time. The concept of time is really interesting because people are always saying that. I'm so busy. I don't have time. But you have to prioritize your time. It's, it's about being efficient and effective. It's about looking at what are the tasks that move the needle forward in your life and what are the tasks that you could delegate and other people could do. For example, with podcasts, right? And live streams. There are people that host them, edit them, market them, do all of it themselves. And then there are people that host it and delegate the rest of it. And you have to look at that based on a few things. Number one, your priorities. Number two, your financial situation, because everyone has to start somewhere, right? So you start and you do it all yourself, but over time you can delegate more. And so the most important thing with productivity and the way you use your time is to ensure that you're focusing on three needle moving activities each and every day that help you become the best version of yourself and help you achieve your goals. When we go back to meditation and yoga, for example, it's all about getting grounded, being clear and being intentional. So it's how you wake up each and every day. The reason that people 
encourage meditation so much, especially at the beginning of the day, is to get grounded, to be calm. Because when you're calm, you're more focused. When you're more focused, you can be intentional about how you show up in the world. And that leads to being a more powerful leader. Yeah, yeah, I like it, you know, really, I like it because, uh, you know, in marketing is the same. Uh, I often uh, tell my clients, you don't need to cover all uh, possible ways, <laughs> choose priorities. You know, yeah. I often see when people chase, uh, uh, try to overcome big companies, Amazon, Pinterest. I tell them, don't do it. You have no resources like this. Choose priorities. Right. Yeah, focus your attention where you can get or bring the best results. Uh, I usually search for weaknesses of, of my competitors, you know, the, and try to overcome. Uh, because, for example, if, um, I like the example from Elon Musk when uh, he created Tesla or uh, bought this company from other guys. Uh, it's interesting that uh, he didn't try to overcome Toyota and Mercedes-Benz. He found ways that they ignore these big companies. And today Tesla... Mm -hmm cost a lot more than all other companies in the world and uh, other car brands uh, today invest uh, resources uh, to produce electric cars as well chasing uh, Tesla and um, yeah I, I, I love this point you know about priorities you can't uh, complete all tasks it's better to choose priorities okay tell me more about uh, uh, for example I know my priorities uh, but uh, how I can divide them between short Uh, medium or long uh, goals because uh, for example i know that long goals can't bring results for a few years yeah uh, but i need to pay attention with them uh, do you have some <laughs> well, i don't know like uh, how to divide yeah, them and choose that, uh, for that right yeah. absolutely so before i will get to that but let me talk about tesla real quick Okay. What Elon Musk did is brilliant, and it's what I encourage everyone to do in their business, big or small. It's to put blinders on, to focus on your unique abilities and what you have to offer the world. It's never about competition. And quite honestly, you don't want to compete. You want to dominate, right? You want to mm -hmm. be the best. And if you want to be the best, then you can't be worried about what everyone else is doing. You have to stay committed to your vision and what you're bringing to the world, what you have to offer. Yeah, yeah, agree. Uh, you know, uh, uh, once I watched interview with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he uh, shared that uh, you need to have clear vision where you go. Uh, because, uh, for example, when he started his uh, career in sport or uh, uh, to be a great actor, he... Uh, always wanted to be the best you know uh, and yeah. he uh, knew the goals uh, how could you stop these goals <laughs> for example uh, uh, i know my way where i am going to do uh, where i, I want to get results uh, and uh, i don't know how to schedule them or uh, choose their right or not <laughs> <laughs> um, well you know it's interesting Um, because with goals, you want to have the big vision first. We talked about that, like envisioning what you want for your life. And from that, you work backwards. So it's, if your goal is to earn, let's just make it easy, a million dollars. Not that that's easy, but, but to make it easy for numbers sake. So if your goal is to make a million dollars in your company, you have to look at What are the needle moving activities? What are you going to have to do? Where are you now? And where do you want to be? And then from there, bring it back. 
What do you need to Mm -hmm. do in the next year to make that happen? What do you need to do this quarter? What do you need to do this month? What do you need to do this week? What do you need to do today, no matter what? And these are your non-negotiables. Those are your three needle movers that we talked about. So you take your goals and you work back from the big vision. And then when you have that, you know, each and every day, I'm going to show up. Here are the three tasks. Each day this week, I'm going to focus on these activities. And the most important thing here is consistency, because research shows that consistency is the absolute key to success. You can't just show up haphazard and treat your job like a hobby. And that's what I find a lot with my clients. They'll tell me what they do. They'll tell me what their goals are, and they're nowhere near their goals. And then I talk to them about their schedule. And, you know, they're doing this on Monday. They're doing this on Tuesday. Maybe Wednesday they're taking a break because they're so tired. I'm all about self-care and rest and recharge, but you have to keep moving the needle forward. And there are some times in your business where you need to hustle and you need to grind. And there are other times when you can relax. And that's what you earn, right? When you have three goals for your day, maybe one day it takes out eight hours to accomplish those. And maybe another day it takes day because you've accomplished your goals. You could work more or you could take a break and say, congratulations, good job. You've earned this. Go take a break and come back tomorrow and reach your goals again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it, love it. Okay, uh, in your bio, uh, you touch cultures. Uh, okay, how we can combine cultures and uh, leadership? Uh, that means I need to consider my uh, character, uh, temper, uh, or uh, surrounding people uh, to build my leadership. Right. So you're talking about creating like a high performance culture in your company, or as your you know, for the leader, and you want to create that, correct? Yes. Yes. For example. Yeah. Uh, can I change my employees if, if, if I feel that I don't know? You know, for example, I have a few talented employees. I hope they don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> but, you know, they're talented, really talented people. But, you know, in discipline, I don't know uh, how to... Uh, I talk to them, I listen to them, I try to decide their problems, but you know, uh, in discipline, but talent and, and can provide uh, great uh, productivity, but sometimes then can forget about tasks uh, or do nothing, you know, uh, I don't know, do I need to consider them or change them or any other suggestions? What you need to do is lead them and you need to serve as a role model for them. So by doing that, there is a framework. It's called the E6 Leadership Framework. It's envision, enlist, embody, empower, evaluate, and encourage. And with that, it starts with the vision. What's the vision for your company? How do you envision everyone working together, collaborating? Each person has a role, but then their roles all serve the greater good of your company thriving. From there, you enlist their support, right? People support what they create. So you need to bring them in. Here are some things that we're going to be working on. What are your thoughts on these? You don't want to be a dictator. No one likes dictators, right? Yeah. (laughs) You want to bring them in on it. Now, you're still in charge. So your vision needs to be communicated in a way that they will follow you. 
from there, you need to embody it. This is about being a role model. If you want your staff to be disciplined, you have to be disciplined. You can't expect them to work 10 hour days if you're working two hour days. You know, a lot of people in leadership act like they're on vacation because they've surrounded themselves with great people. And that's nice, but reality is that if you're not serving as a strong role model for them, they're going to mirror what you're doing. So if you're haphazardly showing up, they're going to do the same thing. Yeah, agree, agree. You know, um, I always want to uh, show them that I work hard. <laughs> uh, I can start uh, early morning and uh, fi finish um, late evening, but, you know, it doesn't help. <laughs> Perhaps I need to find another way. <laughs> well, and that's where you need to empower your staff, right? You need to give people a so they feel like they can succeed. You give them small tasks. And when they're successful, you're their champion. You encourage them, you celebrate them, and then you give them more and more tasks. And that way you get to delegate. You get to focus on what moves the needle in your role. And you're giving them the authority and the decision-making capability to move the needle for them and your company. Interesting. I need to think how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's where the evaluation comes in, mm -hmm. right? Looking at what's working and what's not working. I have, um, I do this very strategically with my clients and it's super simple. You know, a lot of coaches try to complicate things to look super intelligent and to charge more money. But the truth is the simple strategies are the most impactful um, so what I tell companies to do is create a simple T-chart mm -hmm. right here. What's working? What's not working? Can we see? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can see. And you just put what's working and what's not working. And you get your team together and you communicate that. You brainstorm all the things that people think are working. And then you create a list of all the things that aren't working. And then from your list of things that aren't working, you can create new goals. For example, if you don't have effective communication, if you're communicating on Yammer and Slack and text and email and LinkedIn Messenger, right? It's too many forms of communication. They need to be streamlined. This seems like common sense, but common sense isn't always common practice. So you see people trying to communicate in a hundred different ways and then someone drops the ball because they miss something, because they're being inundated with information. Mm, yeah, like it, like it. Okay, uh, you mentioned about consistency. I know consistency when you create content, you know, for example. <laughs> you know, when, when I started to promote my LinkedIn account, uh, I, I tried to use many different methods from other guides, uh, mentors, uh, but it didn't work for me. I found uh, my way with consistency. I found what works for, you, for me. But what about leadership? How I can use consistency with leadership that means i need to um, to repeat some uh, habits or uh, change some uh, for example from bad habits to good ones uh, can you tell more about consistency yeah i mean consistency is about character and leadership so being consistent with your integrity consistently showing up as the same person you don't show up and like lose your temper and scream at people one day and then the next day you're nice and sweet and teddy bear because now they're walking on eggshells around you right they don't know who you are they don't know how to interact with you 
and that doesn't create a culture of collaboration. So you need to be consistent in your character. Are you honest? Are you responsible? Are you courageous? Are you respectful? Are you compassionate, right? Do you bring people together and you actually value their opinion or do you just pretend and tell them it's the way or the highway? Yeah, got it, got it. Okay, uh, tell me more about uh, changing habits. For example, I have bad habits and uh, even... Um, <laughs> In, in 2019, you know, I changed my lifestyle a lot because um, uh, I was in Turkey with my family uh, when I came back uh, to Ukraine. Uh, uh, I, I got sick uh, and uh, I recovered like uh, 45 days. It's a lot uh, from uh, common flu. That's why I decided to take cold shower every day. And from this time, I didn't have any flu. Uh, yeah, cold and um, yeah, it's interesting because, uh, for example, um, I usually uh, suffered a few times a year, uh, but um, you know, after uh, taking cold shower, by the way, I hate take cold shower. I, I I can't love it. You know, it's only uh, I I felt that I can love it in one day, but uh, I can't do it. Uh, I know that it's important for me. Um, to continue this way because I feel much better. Uh, even more, um, uh, I, I had obesity. Uh, I was fat, you know, <laughs> and uh, I decided to change this habit to lead, um, to change uh, some bad habits with eating. And uh, um, uh, I don't eat on Monday at all. You know, uh, it's like fasting method from- So you fast. Uh, yeah yeah and it, it helps me it, mm -hmm. I, I lost like uh, 25 pounds um a lot you know and feel much better after this uh, <laughs> and uh, can you tell how to change habits for example or uh, do i need to change my habits uh, or uh, i don't know <laughs> tell me more about this <laughs> well i can't pretend that i know what it's like to be you but I can say that when you look at your life, again, it's all about gaining clarity. So individually, when you look at the areas of career, relationships, health, and finance, some of the things you're mentioning are health-related. You have to look at where you are right now and where your ideal is. And then mm -hmm. from there, what habits are going to get you there? So with your health, like example, if you find you're eating a lot of processed foods, and you want to shift to more whole, nourishing, organic foods. It's one habit at a time. It's slowly. You know, when I, I went through a phase based on my yoga and meditation and mindfulness studies where I wanted to be vegan and I went cold turkey. I was like, I'm going to be vegan today. And I didn't do the research. I didn't study it well. I went vegan raw in the middle of winter, which any nutritionist will tell you is terrible because in the winter you need warming, nourishing foods. But I was drinking cold juices. And so I got very sick. And so you have to do the research on the change you want to make. And then it's one change at a time. And research on habits go anywhere from it takes 21 days to it takes 196 days to it takes years. I have found that it takes about 40 days for at least my clients to do something each and every day to change their life with it. And so when you think about changing people's lives, it's really important that you pick a habit and you move forward each day with that one habit. You don't just 
change everything at once. You know, just, I'm going to stop eating meat. I'm going to be vegan. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like that's not going to work. You need to pick one thing and do it consistently. And when that feels natural, when it feels like a habit, then choose your next shift. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I did, uh, something like this with my, uh, watching TV before sleeping. No, oh, uh, yeah. right now I read books. Um, nice. uh, yeah, uh, I provided some research about, um, and uh, you know, uh, if you watch TV before sleeping, you can't sleep well. Yeah, you, yeah, you feel not good, exhausted uh, after the sleeping. You know, and uh, it yeah. amps up your brain, right? It gets your brain to think so much, and you aren't calm, and you're not relaxed in that rest state. So that's a really good habit to change. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, what about companies? How to um, provide leadership style in companies? That means uh, uh, you teach uh, some uh, bosses or uh, I don't know, <laughs> head of departments right. or, or right. just people. CEOs, vice presidents, absolutely. And it really goes back to that framework. It's called the E6 leadership framework. It starts with envision, then it moves to enlist, embody, empower, evaluate, and encourage. So everything, whether it's individual or corporate, it starts with the vision. What do you want to be? What do you want to be next month? What do you want to be next quarter? What do you want to be next year as a collective? And from that vision, you enlist people in the vision because if you have the vision, but nobody else has that vision, you're not going to achieve it. You need to bring everyone together. From there, you embody it. So Say one of the goals was to create a more collaborative effort, right, in your company. So you're going to have to create meetings that invite collaboration. You can't just start sending emails, here's what we're going to do, because that's not really embodying what you say you're all about. And, and with that, the next step is empowering, looking at who are the key people to do what jobs in your company to work toward the vision and work toward the goals. And then the very important step after that is evaluating, like the T-chart we talked about, evaluating what's working and what's not working. And then based on that list of what's not working, change it. What changes do you need to make? And here's the missing piece. This is where people fail. They seem to get the goals. They seem to start evaluating it. They assign tasks, but they don't encourage their staff. Being a leader is really about inspiring greatness. And when you encourage people, when you catch them doing things right, you know, oftentimes we can all talk about the times we've gotten in trouble at work, right? <laughs> <laughs> like where we've done something wrong and we've gotten our rear end handed to us where we've gotten yelled at or annihilated, right? Yeah. <laughs> but think about the times when somebody applauded you, when somebody caught you doing something amazing and said, wow, Antoli, you are absolutely amazing at this. Great work. Keep going. Like that's the game changer. So if you really want to be a powerful leader, you're everyone's cheerleader. You unify people, you bring them together, and then you celebrate their success. Okay, uh, what about, um, that means I don't need to criticize. Yes, I mean, like uh, to <laughs> empower with their achievements, uh, fine, or I don't know, like um, check out their uh, small wins. 
and uh, empower them with them to go ahead. Yeah, and you know, it's not about criticism as much as it is about feedback. That's where mm -hmm. the evaluation is. But you need to give feedback in a constructive way that it focuses on the task and the actions that could be different, not the person. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's like saying, Jim, here's what we need to do differently. It's not saying, Jim, you're a disaster. Right? <laughs> like, Jim, get your... And I, I have to watch my language. I was about to say, Jim, get your, you know what, together. But um, it's true. Leaders oftentimes go to people, and these are ineffective leaders. They go to people and they criticize them. And it's mm -hmm. not them. They're not lazy. They likely, if you think someone is lazy, it's because they're unclear about what they're supposed to be doing. And so they're not doing it. And that's on the leader. Tell them what to do. Give them guidelines, show them the way. And then if they're not doing it, ask, is there a problem here? Like, is there something you don't understand? How can I help you make this happen? Yeah. Okay. Uh, tell me more about patience. You know, uh, for example, I, uh, <laughs> I, I often see when people start something new and uh, skip it after a few days, a few weeks, months. Uh, how to, you know, if you want to change your uh, style, lifestyle, or uh, provide new habits, uh, how to be patient in this way? That means uh, I need to write them down, all my goals, uh, and read them on the wall or something like this. <laughs> I do. I actually encourage people to write their overarching goals down. And I have um, what I call an incredible life planner where it's your big goals. And then underneath it's daily. And I use sticky notes so you can just remove them daily and put a new daily goal daily, weekly, quarterly or monthly, quarterly. And the reason it's important to see those goals is because that helps you stay focused. With patience, mm -hmm. it's really about keeping the end game in mind. Why am I doing this? What's the necessity? Why do I need to show up today and work hard? Is it because my family's depending on me? Is it because I want that new car? You know, whatever it is, we don't want to judge people's goal, but whatever goal you have, if your why isn't strong and if there isn't a necessity to do it, it won't get done. So you really have to keep that at the forefront of your mind. And that's how you stay patient. It's, it's a practice, though. That's mm -hmm. where, again, meditation comes in. One of the most amazing meditations that I teach people is two minutes. It's a two-minute pause. You close your eyes. You focus on your breath. We can do it now if you want. We won't do two whole minutes. <laughs> nice let, let me just show you. Like, close your eyes. Okay. And draw awareness to your breath. So you take nice, deep inhalations from the base of your spine up toward the crown of your head. And exhale, release. So you draw awareness to your breath, nice, deep inhales and exhales. And after doing this, for about 10 breaths, you begin to say to yourself, release, release, release. 
And so I encourage my clients and, and people that hear this to practice that on a regular basis, two minutes of your time. Close your eyes because we lose our energy through our eyes. It's the number one way we lose energy is eye strain. And especially now where we're spending more time on computers, it's really important that we give our eyes a break. And then drawing awareness to your breath helps you calm down. So you can become more patient this way. If you feel triggered, if you feel like you're about to explode and lose your patience and like annihilate someone, you can pause. And this is a practice again, pause, breathe. People say, well, I can't, I can't stop in the middle of a meeting. I can't stop. Maybe, maybe you can't stop and close your eyes in the meeting, but you can focus on your breath and calm yourself down. But I also say, if you're really getting triggered, excuse yourself to the restroom, close your eyes and breathe, right? <laughs> I used to teach kindergarten and the funniest thing, people would see me in the hallway and they tell me this. They're like, I saw you in the hallway breathing. I'm like, yeah, I breathe so I don't lose my temper with those sweet little cherubs who are driving me a bit mad. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so it helps in all realms in your parenting with your loved ones with your employees and with yourself, because sometimes you just need a little break to reset. Yeah, interesting. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll share this episode with my team as well. <laughs> okay. Uh, tell me how we can divide time, for example, with learning uh, about this and practicing uh, or acting, you know, for example, uh, I found that um, when you uh, learn something new, um, you can forget for a few days, 90% uh, of all of your learning. Uh, it's better to practice. Uh, for example, even when Bill Gates uh, uh, reads book uh, books, uh, he often uh, uh, highlights some points from these books uh, because he can forget about these points. Okay. How to divide time, uh, especially when I started? Right. So if you're talking about a new habit, is that how you want to talk about time? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So with developing a new habit, start small. If you mm -hmm. want to meditate and you're like, I'm going to meditate for 30 minutes a day, there's no way that's going to happen. You're setting yourself up for failure. But it's if you a lot say, of I'm time, start, a lot of time. <laughs> right. If I'm going to start meditating two minutes a day, I'm going to do this release meditation every morning before I start work. Great. Mm -hmm. Start there. And then maybe you say, I'm going to do this release meditation twice a day. Maybe I'm going to do it morning, noon, and night, like the third week, right? And you just keep adding on. It's called, in, in the business world, it's called skill stacking. So you have a skill and then you stack your skills, you gain new skills. For this, it's about slowly building the practice. So with meditation, you might start with two minutes, then two minutes, two times a day, then two minutes, three times a day, then you might find, wow, this is really simple. Now I can do it five minutes, five minutes, twice a day, five minutes, three times a day. And you build up and you have to find what works with you. But what you can't do is quit. If you want to change something, you're really committed to it. You can't say, oh, I forgot about it today. No, you have to schedule it. And I'm a big fan of scheduling your success. So in the corporate world and with businesses, I like block scheduling. And each day, like your three needle moving priorities get a block of time, 50 to 60 minutes of time. Then you stop no matter what. 
do the release meditation, take a break, boom, goal number two, needle moving activity number two, do it after 60 minutes, take a break. Why 50 to 60 minutes? Because that's when research shows your focus begins to wane. You need a break. Some people like to dive in and stay with something for like 10 hours, but that's really unhealthy long-term and it will lead to burnout. So practicing whether it's habits or whether you're focusing on needle moving activities, they have to be scheduled. If they're not scheduled, you won't do them because we are busy, right? We have lives, we work, we have health goals, we have relationship goals, we have financial goals, we have all of these things and we have to schedule them. We have to make sure we're doing them. And the only way to ensure it happens is if you write it down every day at 10 a.m., I'm going to stop and do a release meditation. Every day at noon, I'm going to hydrate and nourish my body. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And you know, I imagine the situation, for example, uh, when I came to my job and uh, tell, okay, guys, we need to come down to meditate. And uh, <laughs> some of them can reply, we need to finish this report. Our customers call us. We, we need to do it uh, to complete all these tasks. I reply to them, calm down, please meditate. How right. how to consider that? Uh, uh, yeah, it's a good point. We are busy and uh, uh, our customers don't care uh, that uh, I need to schedule my time, something like this. That means I need to find free time in, in my job or uh, some, I don't know, like free Well, space. again, it's about prioritizing. And if you really look at your schedule, you'll find you're doing a lot of things you don't need to be doing and a lot of things that are wasting your time and not moving the needle forward. So when you look at that, when you gain clarity about the task you're supposed to be doing that actually help you move your business forward, you'll find there's a lot of free time because you're going to delegate. You're going to give other people the task that you don't need to be doing. For example, I have CEOs that I work with that spend like 30 hours a week on calls. They don't need to be on all of those calls. Now, it might make them feel important, but it's not actually helpful they could be using their talents somewhere else. So maybe after looking at those calls, they need to be on 10 hours of calls and then they need people that are on the other hours of calls to report to them about the call. And if they need them, maybe they can reconnect later. But you, you look at these things, you see executives doing $10 an hour job shuffling papers, right? Filling out forms. That's not what they were hired to do delegate that to someone who is an hourly employee that does work like that right yes yes i i, I like delegation you know <laughs> to delegate some task to others <laughs> right? who doesn't like to do that but, yeah but with the like you going in and saying you need to meditate again mm -hmm. it's showing them now you're meditating now you're more calm now you're being more effective. The research is there, but a lot of people aren't trusting. And that's where bringing in an expert really helps as well. People are much more likely, like if I were hired to come into your company, people would respect what I am telling them in a different way than what you're telling them because they already know you in this context. Mm -hmm. So if you come in and suddenly, I'm going to teach you all how to meditate. They're going to look at you like, what are you smoking? <laughs> <Right>? Like, <laughs> What are you talking about? That's not what you do. 
That's not how we know you. And they're not going to trust that. So that's where bringing someone in or doing professional development together really comes in because it helps people see the need for it. It helps them see the research behind it. And it brings in a new vantage point, a new perspective that people tend to be a little more trusting of. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The last question, how people yes. can uh, follow you, connect <laughs> with you. I know that uh, LinkedIn is awesome place uh, or you can share another way. Yeah. So I'm on LinkedIn, Julie Ruska. It's H-R-U-S-K-A for people that are listening to this and not seeing it. Um, and then my company is called Powerful Leaders. So it's PowerfulLeaders.com. And on there, there's a contact Julie form. You can also email me, Julie at PowerfulLeaders.com. And um, yeah, I work with individuals looking at career relationships, health and finance to determine where they're functioning at their optimal levels and where they're not. And then we create strategies to get them there. And then I also work with corporations and businesses to help them create high performance cultures. Because when you have a more engaged, more enlisted, empowered, encouraged group, you can achieve success at exponential rates. Cool, cool. Okay, guys, you can find all links uh, to Yulia uh, in the description below. Uh, follow, connect, and learn more. Uh, because, you know, I'm interested with this topic the last time more and more. For example, uh, I started to uh, visit uh, hot yoga. <laughs> It's my first time. Oh, <laughs> yes, I love hot yoga. And, you know, my background before high-performance coaching was in health and wellness coaching, and I taught hot yoga for years. I absolutely love it. It's so detoxifying. It's so good. And you're actually on your way there right after this session. Yes, right? yes, yes. <laughs> we'll and my next step is meditation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, thanks a lot for uh, taking part in my podcast. And um, See you soon. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you found this very valuable and you can implement things and create a life you truly love. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.